You're listening to Who Needs Sleep, a podcast for parents. In today's episode, feed, feed, repeat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the newborn feeding episode. Hello. I am Dr. Valerie Lawrence, and with me, as always, Dr. Philip Michaelis. Hey, Phil. Hi, Val. How are you? You know, I am. <laughs> we were out last last time we recorded. We were talking about how tired both of us were, and you could hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a bit more tired than that. Okay, okay, <laughs> but, but I'm good. I'm good. It's all for it's all good good stuff. How have you been? Oh, you know, we are in the midst of very bad separation anxiety. So, oh, mm. yeah. And is that you or Liam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having separation anxiety from sleep. He, unfortunately, is having separation anxiety because grandma had to go back to Chicago. And, you know, grandma has been here his entire life. And so now she's not. So he is having a rough go of things. So... You can be having the separation anxiety from your mom too, Val. It's all right. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I am. I call her about seven times a day. <laughs> mom! <laughs> Basically, so separation anxiety usually kind of pops up at about 10 months of age. Mm-hmm. And it usually peaks around 18 months. Well, but 10, 10 and 18 months. And then, unfortunately, it kind of doesn't really resolve until about two and a half, three. (laughs) (laughs) So it is fun, fun, You're in the thick of things. Well, this episode, everybody, is going to be about how to feed the child that you now have. Yeah. Yeah. Feeding a newborn. Yeah. There's a reason that we made this its own episode, right? (laughs) I'm sure that some people were probably listening (laughs) to that first few weeks kind of episode and being like, they're not really talking about feeding this kid. And this is the (laughs) only thing I'm thinking about all the time. That's because it really, I mean, it really needs to be its own episode. And here we are. You're welcome. Yes, Yes. welcome. (laughs) Yes. I feel like a big question that a lot of parents want to know is just how much does my baby need? Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like I get that like a fair amount. What is the volume my child needs to have and how often? And the answer is... (laughs) It's uh, complicated. It it is. It is. It's complicated (laughs) because it changes from one day to the next, especially earlier on. So Val, it is a big topic and it's Mm -hmm. not an easy answer. Where do you think that we should start? I guess to start this episode, what we'll talk about first is actually the size of your child's stomach when they come out. Mm. So a lot of parents, especially, you know, if they are trying to exclusively breastfeed, they may think, oh, I don't know if my baby's getting enough. I'm not producing that much. Or Mm -hmm. They may feel, oh, you know, maybe the baby needs a bottle because the baby's crying. But, you know, when your baby's first born, the baby's belly is about the size of a jelly bean. So it's very small. So they don't Mm. need that much in the first 24 hours. And so you don't have to worry that your baby may not be getting enough because they're just not, Mm -hmm. you know, taking as much volume. But that's just because they've never had to really use their stomachs before. And so they're very, very small. They haven't had to use their mouth either. That is a good point. I mean, when a baby comes out and we're asking it to breathe, swallow. Figure out when they're supposed to do each of them. (laughs) Yes. When they've never had to do before. (laughs) Yeah. So it takes them some time to kind of figure it out. So that's why they're crying when they come out because they're like, what is all of this? (laughs) (laughs) What are all these hands? (laughs) What is all of this? 
Why are all these people touching me? (laughs) (laughs) It's a rude awakening. Yes. Welcome to the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, day one. That's small, Val. Jelly bean. That's small. And by day two, it's the size of a milk dud or like a raisinette, if you will. (laughs) Did I, did I write this part? You did. You wrote milk dud. (laughs) You can tell that I wrote this part of the outline for this episode because it's like, what candy is this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yes you did write jelly bean milk dud and then on okay. day three your child's stomach is the size of a ping pong ball so right, you actually large start... jawbreaker or like <laughs> so you'll notice that your child will start to just take in more volume mm-hmm. over the first three days of life but that first 24 hours they can be really sleepy also mm-hmm. so they may not want to eat much those first 24 hours so just keep that in mind yeah because this is exactly what is going to happen And I think a lot of what you see is you going, is it supposed to be like this? And yes, it's supposed (laughs) to be like this. But yeah, no, that's um, for formula fed babies. It's one thing because you have this set volume and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But for breastfed babies, that first day of of feeding, of of being alive, uh, we only expect them to pee once. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last Mm -hmm. day that you peed once? How much did you drink that day? Probably not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because what that baby's doing with the feeding is not so much getting the nutrition. They're getting some and they're getting some colostrum eventually and everything. But it's really to stimulate your milk production, mom. Mm -hmm. And that's why their stomach only needs to be the size of jelly bean is because they're really just kind of ringing the doorbell and saying, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. 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 (laughs) I'm here. This is the date I was supposed to arrive, right? (laughs) Right. Right. So... What we normally like to do is that to actually have that first breastfeeding session within the first hour of life, mm-hmm. um, called the golden hour, if the you will. The golden hour, yes. Mm-hmm. We like to have as much skin-to-skin contact as possible, and for the baby to breastfeed. If mom has to have a C-section, we will actually have the other parent or the other caregiver or whoever is a support system with mom. We actually have them do skin to skin while mom is in recovery, just because that skin to skin is very important. Skin to skin helps with blood sugar regulation, temperature regulation, Mm -hmm. mood, (laughs) you know, um, breathing. Like if a baby's breathing a little fast, a lot of times we put the baby skin to skin to mom, the baby's- It's the most comforting thing. It really like it just calms down their whole brain Absolutely. and everything. Absolutely. So those that that first hour is pretty it is pretty magical. I mean you're exhausted, but it is it's a very memorable hour. That's a good point. It's just how tired you are going to be. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so it's really easy to get frustrated and worried. And honestly, like all of your energy is going to be focused on just getting this kid to eat. You know what? You know? That's that's very true. Especially right at the beginning. You can just mm-hmm. focus on getting them enough to have one wet diaper in the first day, two mm. in the second, three in the third, and at least four wet diapers every day after. Yeah, and the poops... Poops don't matter. <laughs> Poops really don't matter. They so don't, as long right? as they have one in the first day or so, the baby is fine. Yeah, it's true. So you're looking for wet diapers and that tells you how much they're getting. I mean, that's really the number mm-hmm. you're looking for. Yes, that, Philip, and 10%. That's a good point. 10%. Yes, that's another number. <laughs> really, you don't want them to lose more than 10% of their birth weight. So mm-hmm. if that happens, and especially if it happens quickly, you may need to supplement or change up something else about your feed. Yeah. Yeah. I work on it with your doctor, with your lactation consultant, or whoever you're working with, really. I mean, if you're breastfeeding, though, and you get to 10%, like that number, you don't necessarily need to be discouraged. And you might actually not need to supplement still. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know during training and residency, we used to use that as like a hard cutoff mm-hmm. for supplementation. Like if the baby lose 10%, oh, you mm-hmm. have to start supplementing. But, you know, as an attending and as I've, I've come to practice, yes, it's a kind of rule of thumb, but mm-hmm. it's not etched in stone. You know, yeah. I've seen babies where they've been down, you know, 12, 13%, but mom's milk has just come in. Yes. So we haven't started to supplement yet, but we do see that mom and that baby more frequently so Mm -hmm. you know i'll have them come back in like two days instead of you know a week just to make sure that everything's moving in the right direction or even like one day you know know? absolutely that too that too because a lot of times when mom's milk comes in mothers Mm -hmm. like when it comes in you will feel it it usually comes in (laughs) in the (laughs) middle of the night (laughs) you wake up as if you just had a nightmare and you just kind of (laughs) go give me the baby (laughs) (laughs) i need to do something with this it's true it's if I ask somebody if their milk has come in and they go, well, I don't, I don't know. If your yes, answer right. to that question is, I'm not sure. It hasn't come in yet. You'll, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. And, you know, I agree 100% with what you mentioned about, you know, let's say it's only been two days or three days and you had a C-section or something like that. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. baby's like 11%. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, well, let's, let's hold off supplementing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think the thing is, however you decide to feed your child breast, formula, pumped milk, or some combination of all of the above. You can skip the volume question and focus more on, is that kid starting to get satisfied, really? Mm -hmm. Like, have they been peeing enough? What's the weight loss like? But don't be afraid to ask for help or go to your kid's doctor for weight check visits. Your insurance will cover multiple visits in the first few weeks of life just to make sure that kid's doing all right. Yeah, and we would prefer it. We prefer if you actually ask questions and came in more frequently than tried to figure it out at home and, you know, yeah. some other issues kind of arise. So, yes, come yeah. and see us, don't, please. Don't forget your supports. Really don't forget your supports. And you might be somebody who really wants to breastfeed and for any number of reasons that are not your fault, it does not work out. Or you're only able to breastfeed for a certain amount of time. It's really hard to not get really discouraged when that happens. But it's not... It's not because you did anything. It really isn't. It just, I feel like knowing the people I know who have had an easy time breastfeeding versus the people who have not had an easy time breastfeeding, there's nothing like, oh, well, you should have done this or you should have done that or you didn't take the supplement or you didn't do this. You know, it's just. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it it really is. It it depends on the child. It depends on the mother. Mm -hmm. It depends on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. With feeding your newborn, breastfeeding is the best. That being said, if your child is formula fed, they will be fine. I was a formula fed baby mm-hmm. and I turned mm-hmm. out fantastic if you ask me. But <laughs> breastfeeding. I was too. I was, I was a formula fed as well. Yeah. I see? Think, and yeah. we turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> At least we, we think are. so individually. Podcast hosts. <laughs> I mean, does it get any better? Right. Uh, So, but breast milk really is the best thing for the baby. If you can do it. If you can do it. If you can't, there are multiple formulas that you can use. The baby will be fine. Mm -hmm. Some of the benefits of breastfeeding for the mother is that it reduces the mom's risk of developing type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure. Also, it reduces you know, her risk of developing breast cancer. Postpartum depression also goes down if you're able to breastfeed. For the baby, it helps with gut colonization because breast milk actually isn't sterile. If you take some breast milk, mm-hmm. put it on a Petri dish, Petri dish. The people, Jesus Christ, put it on a slide, Petri dish, whatever. (laughs) Look at it under a microscope. You're going to see multiple cells and bacteria, but formula is sterile. That being said, 
form of the fat mm. babies turn out fine. <laughs> yeah. So, that being said, breastfeeding for me was pretty textbook. And mm-hmm. yet it was ex- still exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It still is yeah. exhausting right now because he's 15 months and he still breastfeeds. Yeah. Best case scenario, right? Everything works out exactly how it should. You will be exhausted. Yes. I mean, right? Like that's, which is kind of, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Because if you're kind of, because if you're going to exclusively breastfeed, we recommend no breast pumping really for the first month. Mm. We also recommend no pacifiers for the first two weeks so that the baby can really, well, you and the baby can kind of figure each other out. You know, the baby has to learn how mm-hmm. to suckle, get your nipple pretty far back in its mouth, swallow and breathe. And you have to learn the baby's cues. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding is also pretty painful for the first month. It can be. It can, it can be. be. It was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty painful for me for the first month. Yeah. And yeah, so we recommend like pretty much like no breast pumping until one month of age for the baby. More so, just for you to kind of establish breastfeeding um, as well as possible. That being said. I know some women who breast pumped in the first week or so, and they they still, the baby did fine. It's fine. It's fine. A lot of this is for, if this is your first time getting familiar with this whole process, and if you are home with this baby, there are so many things that get in the way of Mm -hmm. these things going exactly according to the plan that we have, Uh, whether it is jobs and work or or family dynamic or uh, exhaustion yeah. Uh, there's 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 a bunch of different things that 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 get in the way of this, and sometimes you just need to pump, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, with our with our daughter, she would spit up all the time if she did direct breastfeeding for a while, mm. and so in that case, my wife had to pump and then feed her a bottle through the extra slowest flow nipple oh. <laughs> possible. Yeah, for for for, for months. Yeah. Which basically means my wife did two feedings every single time. Wow. Unless I was there. Yeah, it was it was just crazy. But yeah. um but yeah, and, and so in that case sometimes you are going to have to pump. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to bring her on because she's had such uh, an extensive experience with the whole breast pump. Uh, yes. Well, with breast pumps. Yes. So, we shall and, uh, because it's it's very interesting how we had two totally different experiences with mm-hmm. breastfeeding. Because um, again, like I said before, mine was pretty textbook, and I was still just like, please, <laughs> please, because you know I was yeah. the only one that could feed the child. You know, for the first month, I didn't start pumping actually till he was two months old, mm-hmm. and. With the whole pacifier thing. So I will admit something. So there's something called nipple confusion. I did not believe in it. I Well, yeah. let me tell you my story. I really did not believe in nipple confusion because I'm like, well, for the baby to suck, it's a reflex, right? You put your finger mm-hmm. in the baby's mouth, the baby's going to suck. You put a bottle in the baby's mouth, the baby's going to suck. Kind of like, you know, the knee jerk reflexes. If I hit your knee in the right spot with my stethoscope, with my reflex hammer, with a bat, it's going to elicit the reflex. Yeah. So I was not a firm believer in it because, you know, mm-hmm. if you bottle feed a baby, either formula or breast milk, the milk's kind of coming out of the bottle before it even touches the kid's mouth. Yeah. While breastfeeding, um, initially they kind of have to work for it to get the milk to come out. So I'm thinking maybe it's just like a flow preference. But I gave my child a pacifier <laughs> mm-hmm. at day of life. He may have been four days old because I just needed mm-hmm. a break because he was really doing that cluster feeding. Um, whenever he breastfed, it was painful and I just needed a break. So I put a pacifier in his mouth for about two, three hours. And then it was time for his next feeding. And I kid you not, it took him like a good 
after sucking on the pacifier for, you know, however long it was, because I fell asleep. I don't know how long he sucked on the pacifier. <laughs> but when I went to breastfeed him, he really had a difficult time latching. Like it took him an mm-hmm. extra like five, 10 minutes to actually latch. So mm. I got rid of the pacifier. I didn't reintroduce it till like two and a half weeks later. So... Yeah, I, you know, and it's it's a weird thing because there's there's evidence for it, there's evidence against it. I think mm-hmm. the hardest thing in the research that they have done into the concept of nipple confusion is, well, what exactly caused what happened there with the feeding? Mm-hmm. Was it actually the pacifier or, or the bottle or not? Yeah. And it's real hard to tell. I, you know, I mean, that's I, a good I, point. I, I didn't like try it again because I was freaking out like, what's wrong with yeah. me? Won't feed. <laughs> So I yeah. just got rid of the pacifier. I mean, he could have just not been hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, I, I'm not sure if you had this experience where where the, the baby will be really hungry and you'll put it to the breast and the baby will like kind of get their mouth near and then on and they'll get frustrated because they're hungry still and then they'll scream into the nipple. <laughs> scream into the press and you're like it's right there just feed you're screaming because you're hungry and they're like ah it's too late i'm too mad now to eat i don't want it anymore i'm I'm too hungry to eat (laughs) fix this oh get that out of my face i don't want that but yes i do give it back (laughs) did that have to dab it's it's a weird thing to see because you see this baby so frustrated yeah. and just and like just... yelling open mouth into the breast. <laughs> yes. Le- and you're like, Liam it's right that there. A couple times, you know, with see, trying to okay. establish the breast. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, this is not something that they'll tell you in your prenatal class. Most likely your baby will probably get frustrated and scream into your yes. breast. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> it's it's be. funny because you're just kind of like, what is wrong with this child? <laughs> It's right there. So what I usually recommend that if, you know, the baby's hungry or fussy, you put them to the breast. They don't want it. You know, like you try to readjust, maybe put them on the other side if they're still kind of just being frustrated. I'd say hand that child to the other parent caregiver Mm -hmm. just to see if they can kind of settle the baby out. And if they're able to settle the baby out, then the baby may not be hungry Mm -hmm. because moms, you are going to get a scent, if you will, and the baby can smell you from three feet away. And sometimes, you know, with the baby just kind of smelling you, they may think they might be hungry, but they may not be. So if you can pass that baby to another caregiver, that caregiver smells totally different than you. And if that caregiver is able to settle them down, they may not be that hungry at that moment. It's it's amazing to see that. It's amazing Mm -hmm. to see a baby literally get, you know, handed over to the mom and starts just getting activated, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like sort of fussing and like activated and awake. And it's like, you just ate not that long ago. And if you just hand that baby over to anybody other than mm-hmm. mom, then they'll just be like. <sighs> I know, they're like, oh, I'm yeah. good now. And so this yeah. is why it's very important moms who are breastfeeding. If your child is awake and is not eating, that child should go to someone else. <laughs> mm, yeah. I know we talked about this before, but it's true. Yeah. It's Just true. so that other family member can bond with the baby. And then mm-hmm. that gives you a break where you can, you know, eat. Oh. I, you I know, mean, answer and, phone calls. You know, <laughs> And you have to eat. 
Mm-hmm. Technically, you need to eat a lot. You you need yes. like twice as many calories as when yes. you were pregnant, basically. Yes, It's absolutely. like another 300, 400, 500, 600 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> because is a you're lot giving of it all to this kid. You're giving it to this kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's important. Yeah. Um, also with your intake, you need to take in a lot of water at least. Oh, yeah. I recommend it like at least a liter a day. Two liters mm. if, you, if you can. Um, you're yeah. really going to notice that if you're not drinking a lot of water, that your milk supply is not going to be as productive. Yeah, so. that's very true. That's mm-hmm. very true. This is one of the reasons that we had a sort of extended hiatus, impromptu hiatus for the show. Um, <laughs> is, oh, uh, right. Oh, can um, I say it since I'm hosting this oh, episode? Sure. Yeah. So, everyone, the reason why you haven't heard anything from us for the past eight weeks is because... Philip now is the father of two children. <laughs> Twice as many human beings are in Congratulations, my Phil. Thank I'm you really very happy much, for you. Thank yeah. you. He's mm-hmm. pretty great. He's, 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 a, he's a fun little guy already, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because he is a completely different experience from our daughter mm. in almost every single way. <laughs> so, um, but feeding is a big one. You know, I, he really, it's... It's kind of nice to have a kid who has been easier to feed so far. And I, I mm-hmm. may be counting my chickens before they hatch. He is like four weeks old. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's really, a, it's been going a bit more smoothly. Part of it is nice. because of our own experience, probably. Mm-hmm. And then part mm-hmm. of it is just him, which is which is great. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad because I am guessing that if I do decide to have another one, like I said, we're still... Mm-hmm. We're still a go at this point, but <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just like, ooh, what if this next child doesn't feed as well yeah. as? <laughs> oh, you don't know. You don't know. There's no way to know. There's no Absolutely way to know. Absolutely not. There's no way to oh know because each child is their own individual. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no way to tell. It's true. You don't know. We got we got lucky. This this is working out. This has been easier. It's you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my and you guys are going to talk about this. My my wife did not like being pregnant, uh, and it's you get to a certain point, and she's just like, "Ugh, did I? Why yeah. did we do this?" Yes. <laughs> I know like, the feeling. <laughs> leading up until that baby comes out, you're just like, uh, "Was this? Why did? Uh, I know. Like, is that, what is happening?" <laughs> yeah. I, and a few weeks before he was born, she was like, "I can't believe I'm going to have to give birth. That they, I'm going to have to go through the process of expelling a baby out oh, of my nether regions." Man. And I was like, "Can you not believe that? Or can you not believe that that is the best case scenario?" <laughs> Oh, man. But now I can understand that, too, because like at the end of my pregnancy, I was just so tired of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then when those labor pains hit, I was like, oh, you know what? I can stay pregnant another (laughs) (laughs) another three months. I don't don't want to do this. Let's go home. Let's go home. You can stay in there three more months if you want to, little man. I'm not ready for all this pain. My goodness. Yeah. Um, so back oh, on track. So <laughs> back, back to feeding. Yes. So for <laughs> feeding. So again, your baby's belly is going to be pretty small for the first three days. You don't really have to worry about volume too mm-hmm. much. Your child will be fine if you have the bottle feed. Pumping. I didn't pump till my child was two months, but you know you do. You do what you got to uh, do. Sometimes, depending on the situation, yeah, you have to pump before then. I still recommend mm-hmm. no pacifiers for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, but you know, you do what you got to do. You know. <laughs> I will say with this new guy, maybe like a week into things, he was just like, 
uh, he was just he was having a night and i was <laughs> and i was just like what is happening and um i tried giving him a pacifier because I, I was just like yeah it's right here here mm-hmm. take this and he was like what is that <laughs> No. And it's interesting because I had, he had done, I had done the finger thing before I'd, you know, like in the hospital and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, he had to be admitted to the hospital for, for phototherapy, Mm -hmm. but the finger worked just fine. It worked really well. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed that the same thing would go for the pacifier, but he was like, I'm not even going to dignify (laughs) what you just did by even sucking on that pacifier once. No. He's like, what is this, a false nipple? No, thank you. (laughs) He's like, I'm not confused. You're confused if you think that I'm going to use that pacifier. That's your nipple confusion. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Um... Hey Val, sorry, I think I hear, yeah, I hear you kid back there. (laughs) But you know what though? We have said a lot of stuff this episode, and I think. Yeah, we should we should give these people a break. You know what? <laughs> I think my child needs a break too. So yes, yeah. yes, let's take a break. Yeah, so we'll 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 finish this episode up uh, for you next uh, next time next week maybe. We can't promise that. <laughs> we can't promise that. <laughs> well, next episode will be the rest of this episode. Don't worry. And then we'll have a whole episode about breastfeeding too. Yes, dedicated we to shall. that. So yes, yeah. Please, if you have any questions about this episode or questions in general, please feel free to give us a phone call to our voicemail box. I do not remember the phone number. I think it is 911-YAWN. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So call us or text us, whatever you want. It's 313-364-YAWN. 313-364-9296. Call us anytime. Yes, I was uh, so close. It's going to go straight to voicemail. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I've so got a close. Baby yes. to take care of. Uh, and then also, you know, you can also email us at two tired docs at gmail.com. All of this is on our website. That's two tired <laughs> Pretty easy. Same thing. Yes. None of which is the name of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we are on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn. We're on Amazon now. Ooh. And uh, we're, we're now on Pandora as well. We're trying to be out there for all of you to listen to this on any platform that you want. So, you know, send out some reviews or ratings, subscribe or whatever the new thing is that they're using instead of subscribe. All that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But we'd love to get your feedback. Absolutely. And- Even negative reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh. all right well Val, go take care of your kid you too go take care of your children oh my gosh i, I have children yes you do ah. <laughs> yeah all right thank you everyone for listening and as always love your little ones while they're this size now because they'll be bigger tomorrow and then asking for money <laughs> bye everybody bye